Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast by Polytechnic of India currently is in a very interesting situation especially if you look at the situation the way we do. A lot of alliances are being made, being broken, some are being tested so that they can either be amended, scrapped or just maintained the way they are. And then there are a few parties mainly regional parties who are just taking a back seat trying to gauge what's happening around so that they can plan things accordingly all of this is pretty interesting especially with the fact that there are many states which will be going on polls in the near future be it bihar then you'll have west bengal tamil nadu kerala and after that you'll be having punjab a lot of states will soon be pushed into the circle irrespective of the fact that you have a pandemic going on i really don't know how the election commission will pull this off but i really hope they do it in a successful way south korea has done that you a lot of other countries who are going to polls the united states is well the election commission will come up with some innovative ideas or at least will maintain social distancing that's but as the picture the album cover or rather the podcast cover suggests all of the topics and parties we're going to be talking about will definitely revolve around the bjp or the bharatiya janata party and that's where the title comes up it might sound difficult to pronounce but it's a pretty simple pronunciation prathakran or severance severance is defined as an act to end a relationship or a commitment and you'll definitely see it in different ways or perspectives when we're going to get into the details or other why we have chosen this topic up there are three parties who have just changed their stances in the recent situation and what's going on around and these three parties are the shiromani akali dal the lok jan shakti party and the shiv sena they might have their own reasons or their own agendas but i cannot compare all three of them together and just generalize them and say that they are betraying their own ideology they are doing a smart job and i'll take you through the analysis and i'll tell you why we feel so so let's get started now we'll first take up the shiromani akali dal which is a very simple case and the objectives etc are really clear and they're not pretty much cluttered like the others the shiromani akali dal recently just left the national democratic alliance or the nda led by the bjp because of the ruckus which will be created or is being already created by the recently passed farm bills in the parliament you first had harsimrat kaur badal who resigned from her position she is one of those two MPs or members of parliament in the low house of the Indian parliament simply the Lok Sabha 
Soon after that, you saw the Shiromani Akali Dal actually exit the alliance, which actually should come as a shock. Even though it was quite obvious because of the way the party's electoral process works on the Shiromani Akali Dal primarily depends on the farmer votes, and after that comes the vote which actually defines their. party stance that is the vote from the six the shiromani akali dal just made use or rather used the farm bill as an excuse to leave the lands because the main issue lies in the fact that the shiromani akali dal faced a very tough situation in a constituency where six aren't in majority i'm talking about a uh, legislative assembly elections or in hindi the vidhan sabha elections consider a constituency where hindus are in majority sikhs happen to be the second biggest majority or the third biggest majority the sikhs might all of the sikhs might vote for the shiromani akali dal and the hindus might be more favorable towards the bjp but if you just look at it from a spectator's perspective you would expect that since the bjp and shiromani akali dal are together the Shir- and if you have a shiromani akali dal candidate fielded ahead and not a bjp one the people would vote for the shiromani akali dal because because of the fact that they are just allied with the bjp that wasn't happening you rather saw the emergence of the amadmi party which for the elections for the first time and became the second biggest party in the assembly which is a very strange situation it is extremely strange you couldn't lure your own voters the vote transfer wasn't taking place that is a very big drawback for the shiromani akali dal Also if you look at how Punjab as a state works it produces approximately around 40% of the country's wheat the same goes with rice Punjab is known for making a very big rice surplus so that it can sell it to other states and on that they used to earlier levy a tax of 14.5% in extra tax of 45 14.5% a Punjab government pure Punjab government tax this was later on a currently was reduced down to 8 and a half percent but with the current bills there will be no taxes there will be no special punjab tax you will also get rid of the mandi tax etc this reduces the state's revenue by we talking about more than thousands of crores and the government isn't you know even doing something which is reconciliatory which assures the fact that some amount of money would be given by grants etc because and i'll tell you why this becomes necessary for the punjab government i am not even getting onto the farmers right now for the punjab government it's extremely necessary because the money they earn by these unnecessary taxes this particular money gets used up to subsidize or rather to actually make electricity and water 
free for the farmers in Punjab. That's why farming is so profitable over there. Farmers do not need to pay for a lot of things which they would have to do in other states. A lot of things get heavily subsidized by the state itself. That aspect when snatched away will become a severe drawback and none of the parties want to do that. Currently only the BJP would want to do that. Which is surprising. That is the situation with the Shiromani Akali Dal. They had to leave. So if we look at what they did, it's a smart move. It doesn't stand as betrayal anywhere. It was a very smart move according to us. And we hope it actually works for the Shiromani Akali Dal. But the Shiromani Akali Dal is actually mired in other controversies also regarding the actual increase of the drug abuse of the youth in Punjab. And there are a lot of other controversies which we would talk about in another video or rather in another live session on Instagram or another podcast. So yep, if you do not follow us on Instagram, go ahead, follow us over there. We're also on WordPress. We're also on Twitter. Please go ahead and follow us over there. We do promise that we give out good content. The second party I want to take up is the Shiv Sena. It's a very old issue but still it surprises me the people do not understand what's actually happening. I see people coming up with such flawed analysis and I'm I just I'm just left flabbergasted because a lot of experts also miss the key points. Let's get let's get back. The Shiv Sena fought the Lok Sabha elections with the BJP was a integral part like the Shirmani Kali Dal. They were integral parts of the NDA. And then after Maharashtra elections, when the BJP won more seats, you suddenly saw an unnecessary rift between the BJP and the Shiv Sena. A lot of political drama came up. You saw the BJP being absolutely shameless and moralist, ethicless when it colluded with the NCP and they, you know, went up to the governor's house right early in the morning to just get sworn in. That was, honestly, that was death of democracy for me. And then you also saw the Shiv Sena getting together with the Congress party which was sort of way more worse but I'm actually even today I am short of words to actually describe how pathetic this is well that's another thing honestly coming back to the current topic it definitely was betrayal but honestly it was a change which was soon going to come with time let me explain. We'll have to get back in how Maharashtra was ruled under BJP and Shiv Sena together and Shiv Sena's history in a very brief manner. Earlier when Bala Saheb Thakre made the party, he was the supreme leader. Maharashtra elections were fought with the support of BJP but Shiv Sena had majority of the seats. You would always have a 
chief minister who comes from the shiv sena party the bjp would always be there in a supporting role but in 2014 a change came up you had a bjp candidate that is devendra fadnavis become the chief minister that's when the scale sort of tipped to the other side also let's go back to the shiv sena's brief history balasaheb thakre we all know his legacy hated by a lot loved by a lot for various reasons you then had raj thakre who was a very strong bastion in the party we still do not know a lot of people believe that he was being made a successor for balasaheb thakre or some people come up with a theory that he wasn't going to be the king but rather a king maker for the party and both of them honestly make sense for me coming because balasaheb thakre moved towards the hindutva ideology whereas raj thakre stuck to the pan maharashtranism pro maharashtranism pro maratha pro marathi whatever way you want to place it that kind of ideology uddhav thakre on the very other hand wasn't very much interested in politics a lot of people wouldn't expect him to become a strong politician but with raj thakre moving out and making the maharashtra navnirman sena or the manse uddhav thakre had to step up he became he started assuming roles and then you had aditya thakre on the other side aditya thakre was very quick to head the youth wing of the party also in the 2019 elections it was the first time that and member of a thakre family actually came out and contested the elections that's where aditya thakre made a change but along with that aditya thakre has also created ripples in political circles by a very very subtle note but still a very striking one that he isn't pro hindutva rather isn't as pro hindutva as the other members of his party are and i'm talking about the senior members and that would create a problem because one day we all know that aditya thakre is destined to take over the reins of the party what if you have a sort of right of center or rather a very libertarian but still a right leaning politician who is surrounded by people who would be classified as far right politicians that would create a very big problem you would see an extreme conservative and a libertarian even though they lean right that wouldn't help the party in any form a transition was needed that's why we could see the shiv sena being so open to mix up with the congress even though the mediator is the ncp and the nationalist congress party and they are the communication facilitators but still you are together in the cabinet you will discuss a lot of things that's where a lot of things come up and the move of shiv sena moving towards a left of center party and a sort of heavily corrupt but yet a party which is anywhere between left of center and center 
that's where you see the shiv sena moving or rather having a departure from a far right to a right of center party they would probably you know take up the pan maharashtraism slogan back they would rather ditch the hindutva part you could see that you could definitely see that happen that is the bigger game anyone who knows or rather has analyzed aditya thakre's old speeches can definitely vouch for this so did the shiv sena do a very play a smart move not quite it was needed okay i would understand that but even if i feel the move currently played is good but the way it is turning out is definitely disastrous it's not helping the shiv sena in any form you are three parties together with equal amount of power which doesn't make sense to me it definitely doesn't make sense the shiv sena could honestly have done better but it was needed also because even though when shiv sena was playing the pro hindutva party still the people of maharashtra also connected with the bjp in a better way even if it's regarding the hindutva issue you saw a lot of people criticize the shiv sena earlier i'm talking about pre 2019 situations hence it was extremely necessary for the shiv sena to leave the bjp on its own so that it could protect its voter base i mean whichever is just left right now the third party i want to talk about is the lok jan shakti party the ljp and even before we talk about it we would have to recognize the big void created by the death of ramvilas paswan someone who has been a six time parliamentarian back to back which is a very big feat if you look at indian politics because each term is 5 years you talk about six terms which is 30 years 30 years together in the parliament and he served as a minister for various portfolios which is amazing as a politician's career he commanded a very big a very big force in bihar a state which is going to go to elections soon and that's where the game comes up the ljp is allied with the cent- with the bjp in the center whereas in the state they are planning to go a- rather they are planning to not support the bjp or rather not contest together with the with the bjp you have the ljp who cited ideological issues with the jdu the janata dal united a party of the incumbent cm nitish kumar who and who is the cm face supported by the bjp which is extremely weird but if you look at the way elections are being contested right now you have 121 seats under the jdu 112 seats under the bjp jdu being the bigger brother the ljp has come out and announced that it will contest only in the seats where the jdu is contesting what could that mean that simply means out that the bjp recognizes that the jdu could win more seats than the bjp hence they will put in an additional competitor out there so that they can 
reduce the seats the jdu can get whatever seats the ljp will get it would later be accepted in an alliance with the bjp and the jdu and it would sort of become an extended part of the bjp seats hence the bjp could get a bigger commanding power and the reason is very simple for this nitish kumar currently commands a lot of power in bihar and that's where the problem starts that's where you see nitish kumar has the freedom of saying things against the laws passed in the center by the bjp and the bjp doesn't want that to happen because the, in this term the bjp is bringing up certain laws which have shaped bjp's entire existence since 1980 that's where they do not want any opposition and if nitish kumar comes out and creates opposition on that it will not go well with the bjp and the bjp doesn't want that to happen in any cause hence you seeing the ljp act weird but when i'm saying act weird is only just in terms of a spectator but if you look at it with a very analytical view the ljp is the actual victor over here and not even the bjp the ljp becomes the king maker and if you want to know how important a king maker is scroll back in time go to karnataka the jds with lesser seats had their own chief minister the congress with a bigger amount of seats couldn't do anything they just were around as ministers and just you know got divisions of portfolios that is how strong king makers are the ljp will have a very big say in respect of the fact that they might not get a lot of seats also that would be sold off as a victory of chirag paswan son of late ramvilas paswan and it will become a very easy victory to sell out and to slowly gain more ground in the state of bihar maybe also cannibalizing on the jdu's vote share but honestly everything is fair in politics all of these three are act of severance this sort of destroying relations also because the jdu sort of supports the cent the bjp in the central government or rather in the parliament hence the J, uh, the jdu can view this as an act of severance in terms of what the ljp is doing what shiv sena has done is definitely an act of severance what the shiromani akali dal is also an act of severance but is this a betrayal or a smart retraction or a smart move played so that they can save their existence that is the question we should ask ourselves with this we come to the end of the podcast thank you for listening us well i would love to have you on our instagram page wordpress and your on anchor too you can send us messages over there you can send us voice messages over here on anchor and you can definitely comment dm us on instagram please feel free to get in touch with us we're also on twitter we do come out with some with some good tweets please go ahead 
follow us there like share subscribe and remember if politics ticks you off politicking me off is the podcast you will love thank you